Welcome to the Goliath Sourcing Academy podcast, where we talk all things property deal sourcing, packaging, business systems, and outsourcing. Whether you're sourcing for yourself, packaging deals for others, or a bit of both, then you're listening to the right podcast. Get more strategies, tactics, and tips for sourcing killer property deals over at GoliathSourcingAcademy.com. Now, here are your hosts, Mark Dunsmore and Brad Lazarus. Hey there, everyone, and welcome to this session 49 of the Goliath Sourcing Academy podcast. I am Mark Dunsmore, and unfortunately today I do not have my right-hand man, Brad Lazarus, with me. He's actually in the thick of putting together a brand new training, which is for our rent-to-rent and interested parties who are listening to this. Watch out for the link to join that in the very near future. But what it does do is segues nicely into today's subject matter, which is the rent-to-rent strategy. So we'll keep going in the normal format. Obviously, you won't have the banter between Brad and I. You'll have to put up with my voice probably for the next half an hour or so, uh, but hopefully you're going to find it engaging, hopefully you're going to find it useful, and hopefully if you're interested in the rent-to-rent strategy, it's going to give you some real actionable content, some real golden nuggets for you to start implementing straight away. We're going to stick with the same format, uh, just because that is what we know and do well. Uh, We're going to start with a Facebook question. So this week, the Facebook question is actually from our Facebook group, funnily enough, and it is from Nigel. And the question is, I have a quick question on contracts with landlords and agents when the deals start happening. Is it okay to use management agreements? Um, Or in both instances, um, I was reading somewhere else that they recommended a lease agreement if working direct with owner and a management agreement if working with an agent. So we're going to be covering that question in a bit more detail. I'm going to be talking about the two contracts that you can use with rent to rent the ones that you're more likely to use than the other, and a little bit about when you might use the other one on top of using the main one. Uh, What we're also going to cover today in Sourcing with Mark is actually three top tips for dealing, negotiating with landlords on rent-to-rent contracts. So we're going to be talking about the three top ways for you to ensure that you close more rent-to-rent deals, have better conversations, and come out the other end with a better, stronger relationship with those landlords that you enter into deals with. So uh, yeah, let's go on with the show. Now it's time for the Goliath Facebook group Q&A session. Got any burning property sourcing related questions? Tap into the minds of hundreds of property pros just like you inside our free Facebook group. Head over to www.goliathfbgroup.com. Okay, so this week's Facebook question from Nigel is, I have a quick question on contracts with landlords and agents when the deals start happening. Is it okay to use management agreements in both instances? Uh, reading somewhere else that uh, they recommended a lease agreement if working direct with owner and a management agreement if working with the agent. So what's interesting here, I'll address one point straight away, Nigel, which is actually the agreement for a rent-to-rent contract, a rent-to-rent agreement is always between you, the rent-to-renter, and the property owner. You should never be making a rent-to-rent agreement with an agent. The agent has got no responsibility over that property at all. The agreement should be directly between you 
and the landlords. The big reason why you just do not want a third party being involved with the ongoing situation of a rent-to-rent agreement. You might have an agreement with the agent with regards to the management of that property, but the rent-to-rent contract itself should absolutely always be between you and the property owner, property owners. So that's one point to get very clear straight away to avoid any issues moving forwards. Now, with regards to what type of contract are you going to use? Well, the main contract that you are going to use in most situations is the management contract. The management contract effectively is a property management contract between you and the property owner. One of the services which you offer is that guaranteed rent payment per month, but it also outlines all the various different terms and conditions of you managing that property on behalf of the landlord with the very specific services that you offer as part of your rent to rent um, offering. Now, Leases, commercial leases, tend to only be used when the property is unencumbered. And the reason being it is something that most residential uh, mortgages will not permit leases on properties that are mortgaged. They expect the properties to be let under uh, tenancy agreements, which is why we manage the property on a management contract and then we let the property on ASTs, Assured Shorthold Tenancy Agreements, which means that the mortgage company is happy, the property owner is happy, and we are happy that everything is being done uh, above board. Commercial leases, of course, when the property is unencumbered, well, actually now it's all about protecting both parties as much as possible with regards to the legalities. So a commercial lease is actually a much stronger lease for you to put together with that property owner. It's something that you're likely to be getting drawn up by commercial solicitors. It's going to have a lot more um, uh, detail with regards to exactly how you're taking control of that property, how you're going to use that property, your responsibility of that property. But then the important thing here is that actually with regards to the tenants that you put in and all that sort of stuff, actually it doesn't necessarily matter as much. Um, whereas with the residential property, you need to put residential tenants in, they have to be in the short, short tenancies and the like. So in terms of answering the question um, succinctly, the majority of contracts you're going to use are management contracts. The only time you would really start thinking about a commercial lease is on uh, commercial properties specifically, or of course on unencumbered properties uh, where you will get that contract drawn up by solicitors uh, with between yourself and the property owner. So hopefully that helps you, Nigel, uh, for moving forwards on your rent to rent journey. Now, like I said, we're going to move on to sourcing with Mark. Quite weird having this session without Brad. Uh, so normally Brad would tee up sourcing with Mark. Well, just to tell you a bit about it, three top tips for negotiating with landlords. Uh, one of the biggest things we find is that uh, people get nervous about approaching landlords with regards to rent to rent deals. Well, hopefully these three top tips are gonna help you with every negotiation that you go into. The more you do, the better you will get. But here are some tips to get you started. Sourcing with Mark, innovative and advanced strategies for doing better property deals. In today's session of Sourcing with Mark, we're going to be covering one of the hotly asked questions, both within our Insider Circle membership and also generally in our public Facebook group, and also from people who ask me about the rent to rent strategy. And it's all about negotiating with landlords. Now, quite often, 
what happens is people are scared of going into those negotiations, into those conversations, into those talks with landlords through the fear of the what if. So we often get asked, what if the landlord asks me this? What if the landlord says that? What if they ask me about whatever? And the reality is that most fears that you have of landlords asking very random information is low. But even if they do, the fact is that you've got the opportunity to be able to say, I'm not too sure. I'll come back to you on that one if it's all right uh, by the end of the day, in 24 hours, whatever it might be. So what I want to do in this session is share with you three top tips for negotiating with landlords and getting, giving you the best chance of success in the conversations that you have. So number one is all about identifying the pain points that landlords are likely to be experiencing. Now, this is something that you're going to do pre-negotiation, pre-meeting. You're going to educate yourself on what is it that landlords are likely to be suffering when it comes to their properties. Now, this might be things such as rent arrears. It might be maintenance, um, too much maintenance going on. It might simply just be the headache that they're receiving from tenants constantly on the phone. It might even be the fact that their agent is terrible. There are many, many different pain points that landlords are likely to be suffering. Now, your responsibility as a renter-renter is to understand what these problems are likely to be. Now, the reason that I advise you to check these out and educate on these before you go into a property conversation with the landlord is the fact that the landlord is not likely to be experiencing all of these pain points. They're, experience, they're likely to be experiencing maybe one, two, and, and your job, your responsibility at that meeting with them is to get that information out of them so that you can effectively offer them the solution that we'll come on to in step two. But just staying on step one a little bit, we're talking now about the meeting. So when you go into that meeting, after educating yourself on all the various landlord problems that they're going to have, you're going to be speaking with them and asking them very open questions. When you're walking around the property, you don't need to be scripted. You don't need to be hard selling. You don't need to be interrogating them for information because more often than not, landlords that are experiencing problems are very likely to let you know what those problems are. Ultimately, because they like to have a good moan about what the problem is, and the fact that you're having this conversation already means that you're likely to have sparked their interest through some form of lead generation activity. So your responsibility now is to really drill down into exactly what the pain points are. What is the most acute pain point that they are suffering? And like I say, it's open questions. Get them to converse with you. Get them to talk with you as you walk around the property doing that property viewing. Ask them questions about their current tenants, their past tenants, the maintenance that they've had to do on the property. You're leading them into the points where they're going to very clearly demonstrate to you exactly what that pain point is. So, 
At this point, you've identified what that pain point is. Now, a common mistake then for people to make is that they completely ignore the information that they've just got, if they've got that information in the first place, and then they go into selling all the solutions that the rent-to-rent -rent strategy offers, none of which are really hitting home with that landlord as to what that pain point is that you've already identified that they're suffering. There are many, many benefits to the rent-to-rent -rent strategy. There are all sorts of things like the guaranteed rent, the no maintenance, the no tenant management, no having to think about your property throughout the year, statements, all these things that you can effectively let the landlord know that you cut, you do as part of your rent-to-rent -rent service, but only a handful of those are going to be directly linked to the pain point that you have identified in step one. So step two really is by identifying what step one's pain point is, you need to absolutely focus on the solution that offers, uh, that solves the property problem, the most acute property problem that that landlord is experiencing. So for example, if you identified that the current tenants are in quite substantial arrears and the landlord hasn't received rent for three or four months, well, now what you've got is the opportunity to absolutely drill home the benefits against arrears, things like guaranteed rent per month. It's coming from you, not from the tenants. You handle all the tenants. So if the tenants are in arrears, it doesn't matter. You still pay that landlord their amount per month. You don't need to chase tenants for rent. You don't need to deal with tenants being difficult. All of those things are going to really hit home with that landlord who's experiencing the pain point of rent arrears. Of course, you can do this with all the various different the maintenance problems and all of those things. You can sell the solutions very specific to those problems. And that is absolutely going to help you close more deals with more landlords if you speak directly to the problems that they are experiencing. So those are the first two steps of negotiating better deals with landlords. Now the third step is when it comes to really explaining the process around how it is that you work. Again, another very big mistake, a common mistake that people make is that they go in and start talking rent to rent. They start talking jargon. They start talking about the strategy of rent to rent and all the the wording around that itself. And actually, most landlords do not have a clue what rent to rent is. Even the name rent to rent actually could lead them into being falsely thinking that it's subletting or something of a similar ilk, which of course it's not because of the way that you set up those contracts. So you need to be very clear in explaining the process of how you operate in a language that they understand. So step three is absolutely focusing on the jargon-free description of what service it is that you offer and speak directly to them in a language that they understand. Now, if you're dealing with landlords, which this session is specifically about, landlords understand letting agents, lettings and management agents, property management. All of those terms are terms that the landlords understand. What they will have 
are potentially experiences with those um, letting agents, those property managers that are negative ones. And again, we go back to step one and two, which is basically identify that that's a problem, solve this problem with your solution, with the rent to rent strategy. You know, you're a, a specialist agent, you're a specialist managing agent, where you deal with all the lettings and property management, but the beauty of it is that not only do you do all of that, Actually, you've got one point of contact where you give a guaranteed monthly rental payment and you deal with absolutely everything else there is to deal with, leaving the landlord with no contact whatsoever other than confirmation of their rental amount being paid in every month. So really, that summarizes three top tips for negotiating much better with landlords. You've got step one, which is understand the problems that landlords experience and get them to identify specifically which one it is that hurts them the most. Step two is you're going to then offer the solution that directly, directly solves the problem, the issue, the headache that that landlord is experiencing in order to make them feel that you're speaking directly to them. And then step three, is when you start to describe the service in a bit more detail with regards to how it works, the process moving forwards, avoid any sort of strategy specific jargon like the term rent to rent. And then what you want to do is specifically talk in a language that they understand, generally the language of lettings and property management. Now, if you remember those three things going into every single negotiation, you will absolutely nail it. The more you do it, the better you will get, the more experience you will get of identifying landlord problems, landlord challenges, and that's going to put you in a much stronger position moving forwards with your deal negotiation. And remember that it is all right to make mistakes. It is all right to not know everything. You are gonna have experiences where the landlord doesn't necessarily fit nicely into the boxes that you were hopefully prepared for. That's fine, all you need to do is go back to them, explain that unfortunately that's not something you can answer at the moment, it's quite a specific issue that you need to just look a bit deeper into and you'll come back to them within a certain time frame. Go away, find the information, which of course is a fantastic opportunity if you're a member of the Insider Circle, you can ask us in our members only Facebook group, someone will come back to you straight away and you can then go back to that landlord and explain it confidently honestly and then continue the negotiation process from there. So that's it. Remember those three top tips and you will certainly be on your way to closing more rent to rent deals as you move forward on your property journey. Welcome back, hopefully you found that useful. Now normally Brad would ask me a question, but uh, today there is no question. So I can move swiftly into telling you about the content upgrade for this week. Now the content upgrade is actually a lesson taken from our rent to rent agency blueprint course. Now this course is available to purchase of course, uh, but this video, we thought we'd extract this video, take this, um, it's about 19 minutes long this particular video, but it's specifically on uh, objection handling with landlords. So specifically rent to rent, and of course, handling landlord objections, because not only are you going to find the, um, the pain points and then solve the pain points with your solutions, you are gonna have some objections that landlords are going to have when you're going through that negotiation process. So uh, if you go to goliathsourcingacademy.com forward slash 
session 49, which is this session, uh, you'll be able to get access to that video. And like I say, it's about 18, 19 minutes long, quite extensive with regards to objection handling, but hopefully it's gonna give you uh, that little bit, a uh, bit more weaponry in your armory for going into those landlord negotiations. Um, so yeah, that's it for this session. Uh, hopefully you've enjoyed it. Hopefully you're not sick of my voice. Uh, you're not missing Brad too much. I'm sure Brad will be back for our newest session of the podcast. In the meantime, you may well be getting notified of other uh, podcasts that we're doing. Uh, a little bit of a mini series, again, a little bit more from me, unfortunately, if you don't like listening to my voice. Uh, if you do like listening to my voice, then it's great news for you, which is uh, little power-up sessions. We're calling them the Glycos Academy Power, power Up podcast, the Power Up. And uh, it's all about little sessions, 10, 15 minute sessions where we're addressing some really hot topics in the property world. Um, just a little bit of a mini series, hopefully that you're gonna find a little bit of extra information from. If you're enjoying the podcast, we would love to hear your thoughts, your recommendations, your feedback. If you could go to uh, www.reviewgoliath.com, that would be great. It'll take you through to our Facebook page to leave a recommendation. Uh, obviously, if you are interested in having your questions answered in uh, the uh, on the podcast, you can let us know in the Facebook group as well. Uh, that's it from us. Thank you for listening. Hopefully, like I say, you've enjoyed the session. I'll look forward to seeing you very soon. In the meantime, take care and happy sourcing. Bye-bye.